exactly when I started I hear a lot of stories more from my parents definitely because it was around when I was two to like four and then when I started school I I do remember this part because I always remembered kids looking at me differently or my older cousins would say stories like all my friends ask if you have cancer because my mom had to shave my head when I was a kid when I started school and then that's mostly what I remember, which I think is more from memories from other people. And then I magically stopped somehow. <laughs> and everything was okay. Um, I had a lot of anxiety issues growing up where I would, couldn't concentrate in class. So then I was told I had learning difficulties. So then I'd be taken to a separate room um, I had a speech impediment, so I had problems pronouncing my R's. So I had to be taken away from class to go to that. So it was just a lot of um, internal thinking stuff that was going on that I never told any about. And then from what I remember now is more the pandemic hit. Mm. <laughs> and... I still had a job, so I work as a dental assistant, but more floating around, so I run around a lot. So I'd be forgetting to take my lunches or forgetting to take a break because I'm very go, go, go. And with my anxiety, I get nauseous and things like that. So, and I also lost my girlfriends that I had from growing up during the pandemic. So I don't know if it was, I, I believe it's a lot of just emotional stuff I didn't want to kind of handle. And I kind of found myself driving back and forth from work and I started pulling my hair out. Slowly. It didn't start like, boom, grabbing chunks of hair and pulling it out. It was like strand by strand and I started like underneath. But I do remember in college, I would get these random urges to pluck certain hairs out that were kind of different on my body. So sometimes it'd be, it would be more around my nipples because I wasn't used to that. So I'd be like, oh, no, that's not allowed to be there. So I was more obsessive with that, not my head. But when the pandemic hit, I don't know, it was just a lot at once. I wasn't allowed to leave the house. Health was a big thing. Like I was scared of getting it because of the news and social media, I was just like, bombarded with everything and you can't leave the house it was just and it's an hour drive to my work and an hour home so during that time I would start pulling my hair out more and sometimes I would pull into my driveway and I'd be sitting in my driveway for like two hours pulling my hair out before up my mom or my sister would come out and be like for real and it was just underneath for the for a while. And then I kind of worked my way up around behind my ears. So it was still like a lot of people couldn't notice. 
I could start seeing because it looked like my hair was thinning out. And I had pretty thick, long hair. And now it's just like, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. At all. Like, I don't mind taking my hat off at all. Like, I have. I just shaved it again. But you can kind of see where I haven't pulled yet. But it's always mm -hmm. the top or always right in, at, like, the corner going to the bottom. Or the, right in the middle. Why? I don't know. But those are my favorite spots. Probably mm -hmm. because it kind of feels, it kind of curls there. When your mm -hmm. hair starts to grow back. So my hands will feel that. Any little bump now, uh, it's like I'm fixated on that. Mm. It'll be like all day, every day. But my journey, I just started in the past like three weeks now, looking into more of this stuff and found you, which was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would find something like this at all. It was kind of shocking, to be honest. Now I don't feel alone. Like I thought I would be sitting by myself doing this thinking, oh my God, did three hours go by and did no one else deal with this? And now it's just uh, talking about it. I talk about it a lot more. That helps. I told my parents to, cause at first I kind of got them to tell me to stop when they saw me, but that kind of got annoying to me where I would kind of get angry or frustrated, like, because, you know, you, we want to do it. Like a part of us doesn't want to. So that part's asking our parents or our friends to stop us. But then our other parts like, no, I want to do it so bad. Like, leave me alone and stop pressuring me to stop when it's the only thing helping me in the moment. It's like the only decompressing thing that I've learned to cope with my emotions. So it's hard to find other things that replace that. So that's my trouble right now. But talking about it out loud, telling my parents how I'm feeling in the moment is helping a lot in the past couple of weeks. So I've noticed that. But the pandemic, I would say, was a big trigger for it starting up again for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Prior to the pandemic, were you still pulling like a little bit, just not noticeably? Yeah, it would be more my body. So like if I had like a mole or something that had a hair that was more noticeable to me, it would bother me to the point where I would have to go pull it out. Or the hairs on my toes. The nipple one was a big one for me. It was really easy to hide. So that was one of the things I started for sure was that. When you were little, did you know right away what trick was? Yeah. Or was it something that your parents had to find out later? So they had to find out kind of during it. So my mom said she's brought me to like family doctor, psychiatrist or whatever. And they would say, well, she'll grow out of it. So that was my parents' answer. So they didn't know any different, right? My mom did get a psych book where it talked about tricks. So she learned more on her own because the doctors weren't telling her anything about it. So she learned, you know, keep your kids' hands busy. Make sure she always has her hair shorter that she can't grab it or put a hat on her so she can't touch her head, which maybe those things helped in the time. But the I think for me, the bigger issue was my emotions that I wasn't talking about because I moved on to other things. Yes, I grew out of it, but I do remember like I was like, obsessed with just playing with my hair. 
like it was a big thing like in class my teachers would try to stop me like you're distracting the other students I wasn't pulling anymore but I was doing other weird putting it in my mouth and like licking it and things like that but to my mom I stopped and to everyone mm -hmm. else I stopped I just gradually learned to do other things that weren't as noticeable or like I started biting my nails that was a big thing that stopped me trick is it falls under this category of like body focused repetitive behaviors and so you you also were a nail biter do you still bite your nails or do any other bfrbs oh yeah and when i try to stop pulling my hair out now i find i'm focused on my face and the imperfections on my face so i started pulling my eyebrow eyebrows out i can kind of control that a little bit more but to the point where it's because i'll go back to my head other than that if i try to not it's more like oh now look at all the imperfections on my face like the acne or any little thing and i'll be losing time for like hours in the bathroom just looking at my face for anything <laughs> it's easy to get into that trance with another one that's exactly the word you get into this like nothing else is around you it's like blurry everywhere else but right in the mirror and you it's perfectly clear and the time mm -hmm. just flies by for me i can't have tweezers around anymore because that was like i'd be in the bathroom a lot longer if there was tweezers around do you find yourself pulling only in private or do you also pull in front of other people i think i haven't really pulled that work in front of anybody at work they know i have it because obviously i always wear a hat or if i have to change out of my hat to a scrub hat in the change room they'll kind of see and i started work with hair so it was a big difference to them I'm more comfortable at home doing it in front of my family. It's easier in front of them, I think, just because I'm comfortable, but I have no problem doing it in front of them anymore. Like, we'll be watching TV and it, they catch me all the time. My not-so-close family, like, I visit them the odd time. I'll catch myself doing it in front of them, too. But I haven't done it at work, but I don't really leave the house much anymore is the issue. So I would say that I am trying to hide myself. Like, I don't want to lie about anything, so I'm trying to, like, really feel it and not say what I want to avoid saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have, yeah, I don't really want to leave the house anymore, which has caused me not to really, like, I've been put off work now for almost three weeks because of how bad I've gotten with how I look, which is really weird because I have no problem doing it in front of my family and stuff. It's, like, super comfortable, but then it's, like, to go leave the house no it's like i feel like an alien as soon as i leave the house do you feel like you would feel comfortable telling your coworkers about trick and kind of educating them on it oh yeah i have no problem talking about it <laughs> which is good it's just more the strangers so like i am comfortable at work with some of the some of my coworkers that i like so i'll open up about it and sometimes i'll show them how how it's growing back if i did better that week it's still not fully there like this was a lot for me like mm -hmm. I wanted to cancel last night I couldn't but then I'm like I know I'm avoiding it because it's something that I want to do and it's something I need to talk about and obviously avoiding stuff isn't working it helped though because it's not that bad this was a big thing for me when I started to get like really comfortable mm -hmm. I noticed oh well I'm not that comfortable Things where I would still not share certain things. I would still get like, I would blush and get nervous. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I I'm, I'm think I'm really comfortable, but I'm really, I'm not. I still have more growth to do. I still want to get to the point where like, I'm 
I used to not even post my face on the internet. Like I was so nervous. I didn't want to do any of that. And I'm seeing all these people posting their pictures and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how do they do that? Like that they're there. I want to get there. So eventually, you know, over time though, slowly I got there. Hey, well, it gives me a better perspective because there's a, like two weeks ago, I was a little bit, there was no really like future excitement for me. I was kind of like, what is there really to live for right now? But I also live in Canada, <laughs> in mm -hmm. Ontario specifically, where it's like the worst time for winter right now. So it's been dark. I don't think that helps my emotions <laughs> at all. So it's almost like winter blues on top of everything else. It's just, it was like bang. But it was the worst. This has been the worst year in a while. Every memory I have lately has been not so good of an interaction or not so good of a situation. So it's kind of scary to do it again. Or will you be able to do it again? It's that self-talk. I'm learning a lot that the, it's the self-talk in my head that I need to really work on to hopefully get better with this. But I know it's my self-talk. It's terrible. Like I'm so mean to myself. It's that critical voice in your head that's just like you're not good enough. Well, you might as well just keep pulling. Like who's going to care? No one's coming around anyways. Like things like that. But that self-talk doesn't help you in the long run because... It's like negatively talking to you. It's like a bully in your head. So that's my healing process. That's what I'm trying to work on. Talking out loud really helps me because it kind of fun, it makes me think about all the words that are happening in my head and kind of the paranoia that I'm making up or, you know, that tone of voice isn't exactly how it was meant to be taken, which mm -hmm. helps change my vocabulary in my head. I think for a lot of people with trick bfrbs in general that negative self-talk starts the second there's a little spot the second that first hair comes out you being so young i was really young too when i first started and i'm working actively working on it even to this day 20 years later of trying to not automatically jump to like oh i can't believe you did this you look so ugly all those things that i said when i was so little that i kept saying over and over it's so hard to to break that but i've gotten better year after year day after day keep trying to phrase it in a different way so that i'm not continuing that cycle that i started because i didn't know any way you know any way else to to be exactly and i think that's where a lot of people get confused with why we not i want to say we because i feel like we might have the same type of talk because it sounds similar where they are like just be positive like why can't you just keep trying to be more positive well my brain doesn't start that way. I have to wake up and like really like try, write down my affirmations, think about what I want to do during the day because it will take over the whole day. It's, I feel like that's a little bit lost, definitely in our world where people think positivity comes so easily. Mm -mm. <laughs> I really think they realize and or they're just not talking about it, which I hope this was a big thing for me because I just want to help talk about it more anything even if whatever i say sounds ridiculous i don't even care anymore i'm just trying to say something about it to make someone feel because you helped me as soon as i saw you on instagram i was like okay i think i can do this which is a great feeling because i don't really feel i haven't had that like excitement in a while i never grew up meeting really anyone and then once i was on social media i'm like oh <gasps> there are people like me. And then I'm just like, you get it. You understand me. I can talk to you about this thing that I was so ashamed of. And now you understand and probably have had a similar experience. Isn't that great? Like it's fascinating. 
how just talking about it and seeing someone else, it's just like I got ready today. I haven't gotten ready in like two weeks. It just helps you. It helps the positive and the better hormones to go through your body than just being negative. And yesterday I was a little uh, lost in my head about it because I was nervous and I get really like I was also diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. That's what I was diagnosed with first because my trick was too young when it ended. So it was more in that like child that grow out of it. So that's what I've been trying to deal with with generalized anxiety disorder, which I guess is like fear of everything because that's kind of what people told me. <laughs> so I think my trick has come just to deal with the fears of everyday life. But this is great. I think whatever you started here is like, I'll be following it now for the rest of my life. I'm positive of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, it helps, so I'm joining in. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about the decision to shave your head again. What was that like for you? Oh, that was interesting. So I didn't really have the choice where I wanted to be like, okay, I, I feel like I'm ready to do this. Like, I was missing half my head at this point. Like, I couldn't leave the house with, like, half long hair. Like, I look like, to me, I was calling myself, like, a crackhead-looking girl. Horrible to say. I know that's horrible to say. I just was like, oh, my God, my hair's everywhere. I have no hair and bald spots. So my, I got my mom to do it because I couldn't get myself to do it. But I feel like I kind of, like, left my body in a sense. It just felt... Like I was getting rid of my femininity in a way. I still have a hard time looking at myself in the mirror. It's like, I don't look like me anymore. So that acceptance is still not there, but I know I have to work on it. And I know it's gonna take a while, but it's just that awareness that's really helping me. And it helps having family that still says that I look pretty without hair, like you don't need hair, but it's just that shock factor, even to yourself, right? Thank you for sharing that feeling because a lot of times you'll see on the internet, people who shave their head, they're like, oh, it's the best thing I ever did. And then for people who shave their head and don't have that same experience, it's like, wait, am I doing something wrong? This, why is this different for me? But the truth is it does impact people differently. And it is gonna be a shock to go from having your hair to not. Have you considered ever, cause I know you wear a beanie, you wear a hat. Have yeah. you considered, you know, trying out wigs or different like scarves, things like that? I definitely started off with wigs. <laughs> A lot. I would not leave the house without a wig. I even went to work, which was like eight hour shifts with a wig on, and my job's fast paced. And I stand all day. It was just so painful behind your ears. I couldn't get over the pain, the pressure headaches. It was almost like making me feel worse and make me really think about my head because now I can just feel this wig on my head. So I didn't really, I haven't been wearing a wig in a long time. I think for me, I need to more accept the fact. I just felt like I was hiding behind it, like faking it, which wasn't mm -hmm. for my mental health. And being physically uncomfortable. That that cannot help. Exactly. <laughs> it cannot help. The sensation too, like I could, and then as soon as I take my wig off at home, it just make me touch my head. Now I've seen people who will shave their head and then they will dye it different colors because it's like short that they'll like bleach it and do it a cool color. Have you thought maybe ever about like having different hair colors and kind of playing around with it that way? No, never really thought about that to even make myself feel better about it. That's another way of looking. I never even thought of that. 
that'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe even just bleaching it or something so it's not as noticeable. I thought how fun, you know, I think it's so nice. One of the best parts about social media and people who are sharing their story and mm. being vulnerable on the internet is that they'll do things that I never thought of. Like, oh, they shave their head and they're they're changing their hair color, you know, for Valentine's Day, it's pink, for yeah. this is all these fun things. And I'm like, wow, you're really, you're making it now this fun, enjoyable experience. When at first, maybe it wasn't. Maybe you felt you had to shave it out of necessity. Now you're like, let me have fun with this. Let me like stand out in a way that makes you happy. Yeah, I really like that idea. And it helps bring like that little child side of you out. That's the fun, you know, why are you so scared of life? Just do it. Mm -hmm. That's how it made me think all of a sudden. So now I'm probably going to look into that after this. <laughs> so have you seen any trick representation in the media or any books that you've read just kind of growing up in life? <laughs> no, not at all. Nothing that I can remember now. There is one, not even in movies, though. It's still not social media. This just made me think of a girl in high school. I used to love her hair. It looked so thick and luscious. She'd wear her hair half up and stuff. And I was like, how does she get her hair to do that? Like, mine's so flat and whatever. Come to find out, she pulls her hair too. She was wearing a wig throughout high school. And I had no idea. It's like fascinating and i used to like in my head i'd compliment her like how does she have her hair so perfect oh my gosh that's awesome how did you find out that she has trick actually a small world so my sister started dating her younger brother <laughs> so then my sister finally like was like you know his sister does this too and i was like mind blown <laughs> like i had no idea i mean i don't know if i have the courage to talk to her about it because we live in a small town very small town. I've never heard her talk about it. I doubt she's heard about me unless my sister has told her, but that's the only person I can think of that I just found out about. Like I didn't know about it in the time, but nothing mm -hmm. in movies or social media until I found you. And that was me really trying to go out and look. I don't want to fake it anymore. It's a lot of faking. What's so exhausting about having Trek is the fact that it's it's now a necessity for me. It's now I have to yeah. put on makeup. I have to cover my hair so that no one can tell. Mm -hmm. And that just adds an extra sense of paranoia. It adds an extra sense of insecurity. Just so I can leave my house and, and yeah. see strangers that I'll never see again, I have to look a certain way. It's, it's really exhausting. It is. Because it's like you put this in your head that you had to look like everybody else when you go outside. But like you're hiding yourself well i'm i feel like i'm hiding myself and i'm not being my true self and i think i'm at a point where i'm just tired of being trying to be someone else i'm feeling awesome right now like i don't feel uncomfortable it feels weird like usually i leave the house and i feel uncomfortable the whole entire time self for like why i waited so long to find you and like just sitting here doing this for how many years like weird how you hide yourself and you, you there's people out there like you're depriving yourself of help without knowing it in a weird way. I had someone on the show who, when she was in like second grade, her mom and her came to the class and told everybody. And oh. they had like every year they were more like more accepting. Like she had a, this, her life was so different from my life. My parents were like, do you want me to tell the school? I said, if you tell the school, I'm done for. You yeah. can't, don't even talk about it. But this girl, she's cultivating an experience 
where she's educating all these kids, you know, in her class, there's self-accept, I'm thinking there's acceptance from these kids, from her. I'm thinking, wow, this is the world I wish I was in. Yes. I was not in that though. I was not in that. Me neither. I feel that. <laughs> I was in like self-critical mode, like right off the bat. Hide, 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 hide was my mentality. Like still fight with that. Like I'm going to like, well, I'm just starting. So obviously it's a little difficult, but yeah, it's going to be probably something I am going to have to push for in myself. Thank God she had that because that's like, and it makes me think like maybe there should be something in the school system now to even just talk about self-love and self-compassion and compassion towards other people because you don't know what's going on and maybe it will help Mm -hmm. people talk about it more. But I don't even remember learning anything in school really that had to do with emotions. And you just find yourself always wanting to try to fit in. The way that your journey is meant to play out is how it plays out. But like, I'm just so happy you're here now. I'm happy I'm where I'm at now. You know what I mean? And I, I would never would have thought. Take me back 15 years. I've been like, you're doing what? Yes. You're talking about this? Girl, be quiet. You know, like it would, I would not think that I would do this. It's just amazing how you get what you said was perfect. You know, you're tired of hiding. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this. I don't want to keep feeling this way. And now you're making such positive strides to feeling this self-acceptance, self-love with your trick. Helping with my courage, too, because that was a big one. It's way easier to just be, like, feed into your anxiety. That's how I call it. Like, I'm feeding it. All the avoidance is just feeding it. All of the anger or sadness is just feeding it. My self-talk is just feeding it. So I'm just learning. And I think I'm going to be learning for the rest of my life, too. But... To be surprised to be here, mm-hmm. <laughs> big one. But I am open. I have always been an open person, so I'm not shocked to the full extent. I knew at some point I would probably jump out and just mm-hmm. go crazy because I'm a very hyper person. I love to talk. I love to discuss things. So it's good that I have found now a community of support that I can like talk like this. It feels great. I love it. And now I can message. Mm-hmm. Now I have someone I could just know I can talk to mm-hmm. in a way, right? Like, it's just oh, or yeah. go on your page and see all the other stories. And, like, I was shocked. I was sending it to some of my family members, like my dad. I was like, look at this. This one girl reminds me of me. And it just, like, it helps you feel more comfortable. It really does. What would be your advice to someone who wants to share? Again, it's the courage. Got to keep reminding yourself that you have that inside of you somewhere. And for me, it was more me avoiding it wasn't helping. But you have to have that realization. If if you don't, then you'll just keep avoiding. You have to realize that that might be feeding into you not wanting to do something or feeding into the fear. Because then once you get into it, like logging in, as soon as I saw you, it was like, it was gone. But yeah, it was up all, like I could barely sleep last night. I wanted to cancel it because I'm a canceled person. I'll cancel the night before. but having this time off and knowing that I want to get better and I know this is a it's a cycle that I go into it's the awareness I would just say it's the awareness and you have to have that push for yourself because you don't have your push for yourself you're not going to feel courageous or just keep listening like I listen to a lot of your podcasts back to back to back and that helped me feel a lot more comfortable chatting to you just texting first that was a big one because I don't do good with calls calls have a bring up a lot of anxiety for me so texting you and feeling like you were personable and feeling like you're making that connection before that helped me 
what are some ways that you've gotten yourself out of that trance? If I put music on, I love to listen to the lyrics, try to dance around when I'm by myself. It kind of gets me out of it, not all the time. TV used to help, it doesn't anymore. So I try, if I notice I'm in that trance, I'll just like get up and move. I know I have to move because I'm a hyper person. And I do it a lot more if I'm bored. If I hear somebody come home, that usually gets me out of the trance real fast. <laughs> but I have a puppy now too. Her name's Millie and she really helped, like she'll get kind of annoyed when I'm in my trans. So she'll mm -hmm. do a bit cause she'll like jump on me. She'll cry. She makes a lot of, she can talk. I say she talks cause she makes these oh. stuff. So that helps get me out of it because then I'm like, Oh, I have a, I have a little baby that I haven't been paying attention to for an hour and a half now. And then playing yeah. with her, if I play with her for a good five minutes or so, it will help get me out of it. Other than that, I still get lost in the trance still. There are difficult times when she's being a little brat and it kind of gets you going and stressed out. But I try to look more at the good part of it and it's helping a lot more now. There's just something. And then when she cries for me, when I'm in the middle of doing the trance, like, I don't know, just, I don't want to feel guilty, but I kind of feel guilty. So it gets me mm -hmm. out of it. Like I just started a couple days ago, this OCD medication that they put me on to try to help with my intrusive thoughts and some of my repetitive behaviors. I haven't really noticed much yet because it's only been a couple of days. Another thing I would say that I have tried and I do sometimes have a hard time avoiding because first of all, it's legal in Canada. So sometimes I'll smoke marijuana to try to help. Mm -hmm which I think I need to bring up because a lot of people I'm sure will use something to try and ease whatever anxieties you have, but it doesn't help. It kind of helps in the moment to relax, like the tense and, but really you're just feeding into everything in the cycle. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I wanted to bring up because it's, I feel like it's more common nowadays too. Like definitely in Canada, like you can just go up to the store and buy some. <laughs> But, like, it's not healthy. And definitely not to the point, like, if you were like me, where you, you felt like you needed it to leave the house just to feel more at ease or mm -hmm. to help you go to sleep at night to not pull your hair out. Mm -mm. I'm learning firsthand that it does not help. Thank you for saying that because I think a lot of times, especially, you know, in the, maybe not even the beginning, but at some points during people's journeys, they want to find a replacement. Yeah. Let me let me do this instead. Let me do this instead. But it's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Is that the best option for you? Like what what is best for you? And it's it's wonderful to try things and like add them to your, you know, BFRB or trick toolkit to say, okay, this has helped me before. Mm -hmm.